Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Cocola Space. I'm just waiting for my co-host to join me. Coach Simpiwe, welcome to our space. Uh, it's such an honor to be having you. Pro, welcome to the space as usual. Good evening. Good evening. Evening, evening. Uh, I'm looking forward to having sharing rather and learning so much from you because you, you, you have such a wealth of knowledge when, when it comes to the game. From from your Alex days to to now, when you when you talk football, I, I can just listen and Jay and just you know the whole day and and you you never repeat yourself, you never regurgitate. It's just free flowing. You talk football the same way you played it. So thank you very much. We're just waiting for Uma Tume to join us as well, and then no Didi, uh, she's very so. Ish. I hope I hope the floor will be very kind to her. She did say that she's very shy, uh, but I'm just trying to give her space because I felt it's very important for her to be joining us because there are, personally, I don't think there's anybody in, on planet Earth that has more knowledge than Udidi when it comes to the National First Division. I would like to also welcome our guest, another guest, James, Mr. James Mainga. Uh, can I can I can I refer to Mr. James as a former Sundowns legend, or would you rather prefer Swallows legend, Mr. James? <laughs> the honor is with you, my brother. <laughs> Evening. <laughs> <laughs> as a Sundown, as a Sundown supporter, I think I'll give you the Sundowns legend. We'll go with the Sundowns legend. No protocol observed, my brother. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Pro. We just waiting for Umadume to be joining us, but I think we can kickstart the conversation and Udidi will also be joining us then yeah uh, good evening uh, chair um, I have uh, forwarded a link to Gumadome via whatsapp because uh, we've been communicating now I think uh, 10 minutes ago um, he's ready he's excited and I'm sure he's going, he's going to join us uh, good evening Brad James if, evening pro uh, let me start by greeting also my colleague Coach Simpiwe evening coach uh, network, but she's she's going to be coming in and out of All the right. space. Yeah, no. network, but uh, time is joining. Uh, also in. Okay, no problem. And evening to the other listeners that are in your space. Uh, it's a pleasure and honor to to be invited into your platform. James. It's a pleasure and an honor to be having you, the James, in the space. Uh, <laughs> Especially when we when we tackle such a topic or a league Labant where they t- they shun not to speak about it. Yeah. So we appreciate that. Yeah, it's like that distant cousin that nobody <laughs> wants to talk about uh, uh, until Gufiga Gufiga ma playoffs and then all of a sudden everybody is 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 interested. We 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 league. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to kick start to kick start this chat uh, that James, while we're still on the topic, yeah yeah, playoffs. Yeah. Um how 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 viable are the playoffs? What what's your stance when it with regards to the playoffs? Do you think it's a good idea? And I'm and I'm kick I'm kickstarting this. I'm being deliberate when I'm kickstarting this conversation in Alama playoffs because I think we know what's happening. So I'm just trying to mm. get it out the way, mm. sweep it out the way, and then yeah. Do you think it's 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 viable or should we have the two teams up, two teams down? Uh, I would say let's look at it in a holistic approach. Because when you start say playoffs, 
Where does this uh, playoffs emerge from? Remember, PSL is a league that is, uh, has 32 affiliates, which is 16 in your PSL, uh, DSTV, which is DSTV Premiership now. And then you come to the Glade Africa Championship, which you have another 16 teams. You look at the monetary value. Because Glad Africa Championship team can't st- sustain themselves from the TV rights that PSL has negotiated, they are able to subsidize the Glad Africa Championship team with monetary. If I'm not mistaken, it's within the range of about 50 million for a season, and which goes to, into what? Into the grants that each and every team gets every month to, to sustain and run their team. So now PSL, because they are doing that, they said it will be better to introduce or copy the way we do it in the, the English uh, premiership, the, the way they do it. Because we follow almost the similar model in terms of how our football has been run. And that's when the development of playoffs comes in. Yes, I've had the debate of saying uh, two teams can go up uh, simultaneously and two teams get relegated. But if you look at the monetary values of that, if we have 18 stream, it means it's extra 100 million on the PSL coffers. And do you think PSL has their own uh, 100 million uh, or that is on standby? Taking into account that also there is grants in the DSTV premiership that needs to be to be given monthly. And again, there is grants that the Glad Africa Championship also needs to be given. So hence, I'm saying we need to look at it a holistical approach as much as there is a lot about saying let's go away with. If there can be private corporate or businesses that have such kind of amount of money that can able to sustain led Africa championship by itself, then we'll be talking a different story compared to the DSTV premiership. Interesting. Interesting. I guess, I guess a lot of people didn't look at it from that approach because we, we, we coming from a, from only one narrative and, and you know, with, when it comes to agenda, there's always, one narrative that's been pushed. Mm. Uh, so now that you mentioned the fact, how 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 my how big a role it plays, and and how much it 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 bolsters teams that are about to come up in, in into the league, and and how you know how they find it useful, you bring another a different di- dimension that not any of us would have considered. So now, as as a fan, as a lay person, I'm now rethinking that whole thing. Would say, okay, maybe it wasn't a rushed decision to be having these these playoffs and maybe uh, they should go on. As, as much as I'm against it, but now you're bringing a very, very solid argument with regards to this. So uh, I'd like to welcome Didi. Uh, Didi is, uh, uh, James, I can confidently say, oh, Didi, Didi is my co-host. Yes. I can confidently say that Didi knows more about the NFB <laughs> than all of us here uh, combined, actually. Inja so, Yeah, no, Inja Yeke. Didi, welcome to the space. Okay. Uh, Didi, I'm going to ask you to, to don't forget to unmute your mic, uh, sort out the issue, yeah, yeah, network and whatnot. But yeah, as we spoke earlier, Didi, are you there? Yeah. Um, hi, everyone. Issue. I'm here, Cox. I'm here. Yeah, I was telling, I was telling everybody how how much you 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 know the NFD and in the whole of Footy Twitter, you're the only person when it comes to NFD reference that actually, that takes interest. And is very keen about it. So please tell the people where your love for the <laughs> NFD, because I know you and I have had a chat about this. Where did your love for the NFD come from, Did?
Didi? I think she muted yeah, herself. Yeah, I'm like, um, network. So you have to... Oh, all me. right. No problem, no problem. Uh, I understand. Let's give me a tutorial. Yeah. Even, okay. even Tulu was experiencing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no problem. Uh, the pro, we're gonna move on because uh, I know when you always kick start with curve balls. Please uh, throw your curve ball at Uta, Uta James, then we can move on. Uh, good evening, Didi. Uh, um, folks, um, who coach Simpiwe? Uh, she's, she's here. Please, can you try and and uh, and, and send him send a invite so that says O'Connor join her again. All right, yeah. no problem. I'll try and search her. <laughs> so your question to Tuta James and um, while Tuta James answer out there. Yeah. All right, uh, Pra James. Yes. Uh, my my biggest uh, concern. Um, I, I'll just kickstart with the with the Olympic Games. Uh, there's an under twenty three rule uh, that is causing PTPT currently in the Clear Africa Championship. Uh, with all the court cases because of that of that rule. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking at the under twenty three under twenty three rule, but when you look at the Olympic squad, there is only one player who plays in the Clear Africa Championship. It's it's, uh, it's Mohamed, uh, who mm. was at Starks, who just joined Sundowns. Yes, yes. I think, in my opinion, uh, the under twenty three rule is the, one of the most useless rules. But what's your opinion and what's your take uh, on the under twenty three rule? Should we scrap it? Should we continue with it? And how can we utilize it for the benefits of South African football? Thank you. Uh, thanks, Pro, for the question. Uh, let me start by saying it is very important to take development into consideration and into of paramount importance in our football as a nation. I will simply refer you to uh, Tuesday match uh, Euro 2020 between Italy and Spain. We saw an 18-year-old in the name of Pedri from Spain and almost, almost on a similar age playing for their senior national team. I'm not talking about under 17, under 20, under 23, senior national team, which to me, it it gave me goosebumps. And I asked myself a lot of questions in terms of as a a football-loving person residing in South Africa, where are we going in terms of development? It is very important to have the under 23 structure running full time and we take responsibility and accountability for our future stars because that's where it every, everything lies if you look at uh, players that become late bloomers in our football they're at the age of 25 and by then we think he's still a youngster yet he is is over the hill at the age of 17 you should be knocking on the door of the national uh, senior national team than your under 17 and again you look at the structure in terms of how suffer structured football in south africa we need to put more emphasis in terms of development so for me it's a must to have such kind of a a principle or an objective to have in our league or being imposed uh, across it. Unfortunately, because the DSTV Premiership can impose such, but at a lower divisions, I think it's it's best to have such because that's where you're able to groom youngsters. Look at Pule Modi, for example. To me, he became disadvantaged in terms of he became a late bloomer at the age of 25 now to play in the PSL. You look at Mohamed. You look at uh, the qualifying state, your Atenko Sindala, who has now signed with Baroka, your Grant Mahaman, who was playing for Sand, uh, for Ajax uh, Cape Town by then and joined Sundowns. You look at your Tendo Mukumela. To me, 
I still believe that Coach David Notone has never done justice in terms of not selecting those players that went through the group stages. Because the reason why I'm saying so is that when they started with the group stages, they kept the same players up until where they qualified for the Olympics. And in the minds or in the back of minds of those players, they believed that they will make the cut into the under-23. Now, the other question that comes in is that, what is our objective going to the Olympic? Are we going to win or are we going to expose talent to gauge ourselves against our European counterparts and see to exactly where do we stand in terms of football or in terms of development and come back and inherit certain models that will help us and earth more and more talent? If we can get a reasoning behind that and then we'll understand exactly why are we having the under-23s. I don't know if I uh, I responded the way you wanted, bro. Bro, uh, no, um, I'm satisfied, uh, bro James. But I'm sure uh, there are a lot of uh, follow up questions uh, from okay. the floor. But uh, I'm I'm not gonna ask the second question uh, for the benefit of others as well. Okay, they must feel free to ask right. also. So they mustn't shy away. They must just feel free uh, to ask. Why? Why not? Why not, uh, James? Uh, here we have we have people who are very keen to ask questions, and this this platform is is specifically designed for them to ask questions because we're trying to bridge Super. that gap where where people where people come with with assumptions and they just go on on a rampant on the timeline and without any facts, and we bring the facts to the people. So uh, with that said, I'm going to open the. I'm going to open the, the floor and say whoever wants to request to be a speaker, you may send your request with your questions so that we can get it uh, going. Uh, Coach Simpio, I see you back. Uh, let's just test one, two, one, two. Three, four, five. <laughs> Nazo, we're good to go. Evening, All Coach. Right, uh, All right, uh, Didi, uh, I'm also going to ping you just a little bit because uh, as a as a co-pilot, I don't feel comfortable driving this thing alone. So, Didi, are you there? All right. We seem to have lost Didi. A pretrial network and its things. Last night it was Trollo, now it's Didi. Sure. But yeah, we sh we should talk to you. Yeah. Uh, I see you uh, and I also see you, uh, Coach. Coach Youssef. So, I'm going to give Mwemedi the first. I'm going to give him tips to ask a question. Uh, if you do, if you do like to ask any questions, please feel free to request. And because we're going to get as much as possible with regards to the national first division, we're going to have another host. Uh, sorry, another speaker in the panel that's going to join us, and that's the CEO of JDR Stars. Yes. And, and I would, uh, yes, because yeah. he's going to bring a different uh, element with regards to costs of running oh, a team, yeah. and, and, and because yeah, yeah, that that that's that's another thing on its own. Yeah. All right, um, we ready. It's your lucky day. Uh, you may you may ask your question. Thank you, Cox. Uh, good evening, uh, everyone. Uh, good evening to Shorty, um, Coach Simpiwe, Lulu, and good evening to uh, Project Smile. Evening, evening, so, outside. Uh, yeah. So, so what um, I I like to say this, uh, Coach Simpiwe. Uh, I'm one person who believes in embracing women's success, and not because they are they are women, because they are competitive in a male-dominated space. And and in my view, uh, you are one of those uh, success women in sports, both as a sophisticated football coach, and also as a football analyst. I can confidently say 
you out together with uh, your colleague, uh, Amanda Lamini. Uh, and I have no doubt that you giving those males, uh, those males in your industry and you're keeping them running for their, for their money and you're keeping them uncomfortable, uh, trust me. So, uh, and also, Brajabis, I think you're one of the most balanced and partial commentators, uh, football commentators on our TV screens. You never show uh, biasness, whether you played for Swallows or Sundowns when when this game of football playing. So my question to both of you is, uh, because it's I, I don't know if it's the first time or we always hear that people are not happy because we discuss this a lot in the spaces about some of poor commentary in, 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 in our television, particularly in super sports and also SABC. I'll, I'll mention super sports because you guys work there. Um, sometimes we find out that people come not prepared. You know the analysis. Um, also, uh, as they as they command during the game, they are very biased. You know, I don't want to call people by names, but people they will uh, they will go more on their uh, on the clubs that they played for. Even the odds are there that uh, from the stats that the teams are not performing well. What what do you think goes into that? And what do you think people will will give um, analysis that is biased like that, not being partial and not looking at the football facts like I think you guys do? Uh, um, I'll, I'll I'll listen. Thank you. Uh, with the permission of Likoko uh, and the Pro, I would say different strokes for different folks. Uh, we will look things differently. Remember, it's a game of opinions and everyone is is opinionated in terms of how you see, in terms of how you call the game. Yes, I've had a lot. Uh, for example, I'll, I'll, refer, I'll always refer back to the Euro uh, of uh, Peter Jury. And if I'm not mistaken, it was Alan Shearer, the, the, the other analyst that was there doing the England and... Uh, <clears throat> England and uh, and Denmark game. At one stage, they didn't give Kane a, a, a penalty. And from there, you could hear Alan, Alan Shearer saying, that's nonsense. And for me, in terms of TV, you showed bias in terms of why you're calling it a nonsense, whilst you can see there that the challenge was not there. It was a foul before. So such kind of things, it, 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 it happens unintentional. And uh, sometimes you, you 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 end up being caught in the narrative of trying to articulate certain points, which might, you might even look bal- uh, biased. But I would say it's different folks for the uh, for dif- it's different strokes for different folks. I'm not sure about uh, Coach Simpio because I think she's back on uh, now as to what they take. Just to I, I think Coach Simpio might have missed the question because she was out. So with that, with that said, I would like to give her the benefit of her missing that question and say it's I'm going to move on to somebody else mm. and uh, you coach yourself and so that she'll be able to hear because I think it's only fair that she answers from a point of understanding yes. and not just from a point of Also, um, Likoko, uh, uh, Matume yeah. FC he yes, has again. joined now under, I think it's Tepang. Oh, uh, Matume, please, please send a request. You oh, I see. Yeah. I've, I've sent him. I've sent him a okay. request to to be a speaker. Thanks. So, there, there. That's that's great. And I've I got a message from Didi. Didi says she's really struggling. So it must be a Pretoria network thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coach Simpio, I, I don't know by any chance. Are you in Pretoria now? No, she's okay. She's still struggling. You, uh, yeah. Pretoria, the network is All right. Yusuf, you will ask the question, my brother. 
Uh, good evening, good evening, everyone. I just want to ask uh, Coach James Mayingane. We've got this thing sure. of saying every time we've got this thing of saying uh, we we promote the youth and everything in the NFT and the PSL, but we've got one sickness that happens every time. There's a problem where whereby we recycle players. You find that did you did you did eight-year-olds been given a chance to play in the PSL or in the NFT, and then. Uh, you find the, the boys that are 23, 24 that are ready to play in the NFT and the PSL, but they don't get the chance to play. So, what are you guys preaching? You guys preach about development, but the same people will tell you about experience and bringing players that are almost past the, the, the playing time. Recently, a team also brought back a player that didn't play almost four or five years back. Nothing against him, but once you bring a, a player that doesn't play for five years back, what are you saying to other kids that are waiting line to play? Thank you. Uh, thank you, my brother. Thank you, thank you very much, Yusuf. Sorry, 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 Brett. Uh, I know the question was directed at you, and it's fine. I'm going to give you a chance to answer. Okay. Uh, but I would also like to, to hear Coach Simpua's view with regards to this. And I'm being specific when I'm when I'm referencing it, this to her because she's she coaches people that are still in their developmental phase, mm, and mm. I would like to encompass everyone and not 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 you know separate people by their gender or saying because this guy's asking a question we automatically assume that it's from a male male perspective yeah, I, so yeah you may you may answer the question that I think we have lost here again in terms of network but yeah coming back to Yusuf's question it's unfortunate Yusuf uh, in terms of how football is being viewed by uh, club owners why i'm saying so it's an expensive hobby because if you look at the monetary values that it, it has, it makes one wonders to say, are you going to experiment or are you going to grind for results? You look in the DSTV Premiership, I'm talking about a 50, 50 million franchise. And in the Glad Africa Championship, I'm talking about a 15 million franchise. And for them, it, it becomes an expensive hope in terms of running it because they have to dig deep into their pockets. Yes, development is the way to go. But you look at the profiles of each and every team. It depends on the type of philosophy that they have. Let's take a Kaiser Chiefs, for example. They, they didn't manage to sign players for the past season. And what happened? They went back and dig deep into their development. The likes of Mashiana, the likes of Ngobo and Blom. Had they not have good structures, they wouldn't have managed to to, to, to settle or manage to complete the season the way they did, and also in terms of reaching the, 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 the final of the CAF championship. So it, it's taken team per team as to what is their objective. Because trust me, to have youngsters in a team is the way to go. Because as James Mayinga face out, whom are you going to rob in to try and replace? Look at Sundowns now. They're struggling to replace Nascimento. As much as there is Libusa there, they have to pay with him sometimes because Nascimento becomes a different dimension into the team. So the sooner we understand that development is very key in South Africa and we are not even scared to throw the youngsters into the deep end, the better for us in terms of our uh, the future of our football. All right. Thank you very much for that. Uh, we've lost you. You were right. We've lost Coach Simpio, and but I'm getting communication with regards to her okay. situation and the network there. So uh, I would like to welcome Umatome. Uh, for for all that that don't know him, uh, he's the CEO of JDR Stars. Uh, Matome, welcome to the space. Uh, thank you. Thanks, Lukoko, and uh, greetings to everyone.
it's very nice. Thank you, it's very nice to have you in the space. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving us your time. Uh, and we 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 promise to make the most of it. So there's very there's a few administrative questions that we would like to ask, and but I'm gonna give the floor a chance to ask questions first, and then yeah, from there onwards I'll ask the questions that I've received in the DMs. Sia, you may ask the question, my brother. Uh, thank 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 you, Lekok. Uh, my uh, the quick question is this, guys. Um, I try, um, uh, I want to find out if um, let's say you have a player A from uh, Glad Africa, and then this player is um moved to a PSL. Um, perhaps the teams from uh, um, a lower division, do they sell the all rights of the player or do they say, okay, fine, if this player goes to, uh, let's say, Sundowns and then next season this player and overseas deal comes, we still owe a 10% or 5% so that the team from FND can, 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 can benefit from that. I, I just want to find out, is this still... Uh, maybe the team from the lower division do they do they look at that when they are selling their their youngsters from um from uh, from PSL? Thank you. All right, uh, I would like to direct that question to Matome because it's coming from an administrative point of view. I don't know if you got the question, but uh, to sum it up, he's basically asking if a team from the NFD is develops a player. And he moves on to the PSL and later on uh, to ends a European contract. How how does it how is it structured? Is it is it in a way that the NFD team will still benefit throughout the players' movement, or there's a clause probably somewhere that says okay, you can only benefit up until this this point, or the only when the move happens? Okay, um, thanks thanks for the question. Um, well, I'd say with with us. It actually started from, um, I mean, ABC Mutsipelik. If 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 um, a team from Glad Africa comes to say they want a player from us, would give them the player. Obviously, they don't want to buy, but would have a transfer agreement with a salon fee percentage for us as a club. Then, um, whenever a team on a higher league sells the player to another team, then we get um, our percentage. Players like Bonam, Monama, who's now at Baroka, he left us for tax when we were in um, ABC Mutsipelik. Um, um, there's a quite a number of them. Um, um, your, your, your Kapinga, who left us for, for, for Black Leopards. So such players, when they left, we never charged a fee um, to, to the teams on a higher level. Then fortunately, when we got to Dled, that's when they moved to the DSTV Premiership. Then uh, we managed to claim our, our 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 percentage that we agreed on with the clubs. But with us, it was um, just for that one move. Um, when the player moves from the team that signed the player from us, then we receive the percentage. Mm. But for the next move, we then uh, did not get uh, or we don't get anything. The agreement was just between us and the club that's taking the player from us. Oh, all right. Uh, and if I may ask, doesn't that player, I mean, the player from the ABC, do you not guys register him as your development player? I'm just assuming, like all all ABC multiple players. It depends on their age. Remember, the rule says if the player is registered with the club um, as an under-23, then you count the number of seasons that's whereby you can claim the development fee. But if the player is then um, above 23, 
then that's whereby you can also get into the sell-on percentages. But looking at um, the development fee versus um, the sell-on fee, the sell-on fee benefits us more because you find a player maybe at 22 and then he does well um, first season in the lower league. And then when they go over 23, they get um, signed by a team on a higher league. You get to claim just one season, which is 50,000. But if you have um, if you have that sell-on percentage, then you stand to make more because a player can be sold for three, four million. Then you get to claim say 15, 20%, which will be then higher than the the, the um, which which will be then higher than the development fee. So the, I think, or I'm of the uh, opinion that the agreement of uh, the sell-on fee is much better than claiming for the development fee. All right, no, makes sense. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm answered and I'm satisfied with regards to that. Uh, unfortunately, Didi is experiencing serious network issues and she, unfo- she had to jump out of the space, not by choice. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing you, Navigator, I'm seeing you. Uh, Zolani, I'm going to give you a chance to ask your question next. So this is your floor. You may go ahead. Thanks, Lukoko. Um, good evening to everyone. Um, Robert James. Evening, evening. Um, I want to ask you, like we we all speak about our our product and um, the under twenty trees and everything about that. I wanted to know, like, I I feel like the root the root problem is 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 corruption and our, our game is not going forward because of that. Like we we can speak here day and night about what 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 are the issues, but I feel like. Before we fix the corruption, all these things aren't going to get fixed. So I wanted to know, like, what are the the measures or what can be done, like, maybe on an NFT level to fix, like, or to to, to stop up corruption, whether it's match fixing, colluding, age cheating, and stuff like that. Like, what's currently being done within an NFT context? Thank you. All right. Um, that James... I, I know I might be throwing you in there, but if you feel comfortable, yeah, because 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 I think this question is more of an administrative one, yeah, than 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 it is from 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 a technical point of view, and uh, well, I I don't know personally, I think Matume is more equipped to do that because I think it compromises you as well from a, from a technical point of view. But if you're comfortable with it, you may you may go on, Brad James. Yeah, let, I, I give you let control. let me hand it over to Matume, and if there is second okay. uh, seconding comments, and then I will follow up from there. N- not a problem, Matume. Uh, the 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 corruption that that's that's happening in the NFT. Let me comment about uh, the HGT. Um, you you can't blame clubs. Um, with regards to the issue of age because would go out and look for players and uh, a player would uh, present an identity document that is also credible at the home affairs and uh, to later discover that uh, apparently uh, that identity document was uh, received uh, fraudulently. So you can't blame teams uh, that much on that. But in a situation whereby maybe there's a team that... uh, uh, assist players with regards to that, then I, it, it's unfortunate. Then with um, the other part, well, uh, one is not <laughs> informed <or> <laughs> because, uh, you know, uh, uh, it, you, 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 you get a, 
informed based on exposure. I'm talking about the one of the identity um, um, documents because I was once exposed to it in the um, ABC Multipelic. And then um, while we were investigating a team that we were competing against, so I had to do the investigative work. Then uh, I then discovered that actually the team did not know, but the player was responsible for the age cheating. So hence I, 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 I got that information to say in most cases, it's players instead of uh, um, um, teams. Then uh, the other one, I unfortunately one cannot answer because I don't have answers for it. It's only fair. It's only fair because because I even even from my end, I understood that it, it it's something that you cannot answer because it's based on on, on assumption. Uh, Herbert, yes. you your opportunity to ask a question, my brother. Yeah, thank thank you so much, folks. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, James Corolla, I just wanted to ask. I just wanted to ask. Uh, I heard through your response to 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 Pro's first question uh, when you were responding on on development. Uh, I could pick up uh, through your voice and articulation that you are passionate about it uh, because you spoke with conviction. I just wanted to ask that the current structure uh, and this this is across the board, right? Uh, throughout all the PSL teams, uh, is the current structure on how. We, we we pursue uh, or, or advance the development of our players working uh, and if not what would be the approach according to you uh, what are the standards or what are the things that should be followed or what would be the approach that can see us at least on a higher level having you know younger players competing you know uh, 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 for big clubs or rather dominating you know the, the DST premiership James? Uh, thank you, Herbert. I think it differs uh, with regards to club to club. And I will always make uh, examples in terms of you look at JDR. Last season, they could start the game with three to four uh, under 23s, which is it's their own discretion. You look at your Cape Town uh, Spurs, which is formerly Ajax, they will start with almost eight. And the reason for such is because of their development structures have been there at Incamva. You take a, a 10-year-old, you put him in the under-17 team, he can still perform the same because the playing philosophy is more similar to the first team. Now, when you go to other teams, you find the development plays a, a different formation compared to their senior team. And when you want to integrate the the youngster into the first team, it becomes a problem because he gets lost in terms of understanding the techniques. So the template should be the same starting from the senior uh, team up until the development. Once that is being outlined in terms of how the team wants to see itself going forward, and then it becomes easier. If you look at uh, the likes of, uh, of youngsters, they, they, they struggle a bit in terms of how they understand their tactical acumen in, in, the, in the first teams because of this lot that is happening there. You find which are not learned in the development phases. So that can be bridged by making sure that the way football is played or the philosophy within the team 
and the structures it's set accordingly. In Canva becomes an instant example in terms of that because of the structures from their under seven, under 10, under 12, under 17 and going to the first team. I hope I answered you correctly. Uh, Thank you, the James. Can I add uh, something there? Pro, yeah, you may, you may, Kira. Uh, well, um, I want to agree with Pra James because you, I, I've learned something when we did our under twenty three's um, recruitment drive for for the new season. That um, the the younger players when they get to the professional level, say Latin Africa, even the language that's being used there, it's sometimes confusing to them. Um, I listened to to my coach when he assembled a group of uh, um, um, under 23s. We had about 22 that we recruited from different provinces. And I'd listen to him when coaching them and look at the reaction of the players or response. Then one would then say, okay, coach would then say to a central midfield, don't go into deep, go back to holding and protect the defense. Uh, just a simple a, a term that says go back to holding um, at amateur level some coaches don't use the same language and the young boy gets confused then he gets he loses um, 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 the structure or the shape of the team then that affects their performance so when we have um, young players growing up with the team which as a club now we decided to get an a SAB status to get our under-19s and under-20s to play there and also to get to understand the philosophy of the club. Should we find ourselves in the same league next season, then we won't struggle in terms of promoting younger players to join the first team because they would already understand the philosophy of the club, even the language that's being used at a professional level because it sometimes gets confusing for them. They get to adapt late. So it's very important that also us at the Glad Africa Championship we get development teams to make these young boys understand how things are done at a higher level than they can easily adapt. Thanks. All right. Fair enough. Um, Pro, you had DM questions. Uh, please, please, anybody who's not who's scared to talk, we understand that speaking is not, it's not for everybody. Please send a DM to Pro or you can post your question on the timeline with the hashtag Likokola Space. Pro, DM questions? Uh, thanks, Cox. Um, while uh, my, my, my CEO was still talking about the issue of development together with Brother James, um, this question uh, talks about teams uh, in the APC Multiple League that get promoted, that get promoted to, the, to the Clear Africa Championship. Uh, we saw last season how Pizana Pondo Chiefs struggled and, uh, and eventually got relegated. Um, do you gentlemen feel that um, such teams um are equipped enough to compete uh, properly in the in the clear africa in the in the clear africa championship and uh, are they do they look prepared because if you if you look at the season um the play the playoffs just concluded and already some teams are, are in pre-season which means the teams that were competing in the uh, apc multiple playoffs uh, will not have enough time to to rest and recover and start preparing for next season um, do you think such teams um, are equipped enough, are prepared enough to compete in the NFT? Thank you. Okay. Well, um, I think we should uh, let's let's first talk about Bizana. 
né? um, compared to Pretoria Kelly's. Pretoria Kelly's, um, um, before going to the first season, I mean, their season that they won in ABC, they've been busy, like they had a very long um, pre-season. And then um, even after um, um, the playoffs, already they had a plan on who to buy and uh, how they're going to go about um, um, facing the Clare Africa Championship. Bizana, immediately after promotion, recruitment was a problem. And uh, you look at the area that they are from. They were based in KZN. How many teams are there? Majority of the good teams. I mean, majority of the good players, they're already scattered all over the place in KZN. So it's a struggle to, to get good players. They are forced now to get former PSL players, some were not even playing anymore uh, and, 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 and it now becomes a challenge. So one would say teams in, 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 the, in the ABC Multiple League, when we compete for promotion, we should also start looking at our peers in the same league to say, when I get promoted, I'm going to sign a player there and there and there and there to strengthen my team, which, which is what we did in our first season. And it did help us. So, I, I think um, the players are there in the Dlad Africa. I mean, in the ABC Multiple League, because majority of the Dlad Africa Championship teams, we recruit from there. So when we play in the league, we should start identifying potential players that we will recruit should we get promoted. But unfortunately, some teams, they will mainly focus on their players. And then uh, when they get promoted, they feel that, okay, we'll just use this crop of players. It's, it's, it's risky sometimes. Hence, you find situations like um, 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 Pizana. And again, um, I feel that uh, sometimes we are not prepared uh, properly in terms of player conditioning because when we are in the amateur um, uh, leagues, we, we, we don't care about having um, conditioning coaches at our clubs. We, we don't have physiotherapists and so on. You get promoted to the professional league. Those things are new to you. Some, they just register them for the sake of compliance, but without using them. And then you find teams getting a lot of injuries towards the end of the season. The fitness level of the players is not good. We signed about four players from Bizana Pondo Chiefs, and I can promise you, you'll see totally different players when they play for JDR. I'm not saying uh, we are the best, but I'd say to you, because of the conditioning that they're going to get, they will be totally different and they'll perform better. So the players might be there, but the issue also can be resources to say, do we have enough resources to equip and condition our players and prepare them for the challenge that, would, that they will be facing in the professional league? Uh, just to add right. also on what Matume to have uh, to change the mindset in terms of now adapting into the professional way of doing things. Now you set up your structure very well. In terms of your technical team, he spoke importantly about a, a conditioning coach. It's very important. You, you need to have a physiotherapist that will work around the clock in terms of injuries of the players because at one stage, we'll use Bizana. They had about 15 players out with different injuries and it took long for them to heal. Now it compromised them in terms of their best players being available for selection week in, week out. So for me, that's one important uh, aspect of uh, the team structure that you mustn't compromise because once you compromise that, trust me, you'll have a problem. For example, you look at strapping. 
for a month, it, it costs around 15000 for training and matches just for a month. So if you can't make that right, and then how do you expect your players when they get injured to heal quicker in terms of the resources that you will have to provide? Right. Very informative. Very informative indeed. I'm going to, I'm going to, Take because Coach Simpiwe has responded. She 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 sent out a message to us to tell us about in terms of the players and other structure. So she sent a text saying the current system is struggling because the conveyor belts get disrupted when a team only has one division. It disrupts the continuity of SA football culture, and then players cannot even be kept in the database. So they get frustrated. That was irresponsible. So I'm going to try and get as, as many responses from here as possible because I've realized that uh, Linda Valier... Yeah, the network. Yeah, she always, tra- yeah, she always yeah, struggles yeah, with network. Yeah, yeah so, so there, there are many ways to skin a cat. So we, we, we move on. Uh, Navigator, um, I'm going to take your question, my brother. Then after that, Funani. Um, uh, good evening, guys. Uh, thanks, host. Um... um the first question is 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 actually uh, directed to your group manager James Mayinga. It's just a question I want to what what's your take on African Super League? Um, and another question is a broad question. Maybe it's out of line, but I'm gonna ask it anyway because it's been bothering me for years. Um, guys, with the issue of a life after football for our players, professional soccer players especially, what do we have? What structures can we have in place? For, for retirement funds, pension funds. Because, for example, um, in Belgium, if you sign in Belgium as a player, you are forced, for any player in Belgium, you will get, like, a, there's a 40% that's going to be deducted. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's deducted from, from your salary or the, 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 the actual team pays it towards your pension. Then at the age of 25, you will get that money. So you see, they already have a structured system of pension. What can we do in, in our South African football? Because, because it's a sad, sad reality, Guti. All of our players, in as good as you can be, after football, two, three years down the line without a salary, you're sitting there in the corners now, you're, dis, you're depressed, you do this, you, like you're struggling. So what, what systems can we have in place and what structures can we have to help improve our players uh, for life after football? Thanks, The James, uh, as a former pro, this is yours. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start uh, with the, the first one. Uh, Navigator evening. Uh, for me, as uh, African Super League, it's a no-no because uh, it means you're compromising those that they, they don't have the resources in terms of monetary values to compete in whatever league that is there. So you might find you have only three or four uh, players. And if you look in terms of the infrastructure across Africa, it becomes a problem because our African brothers, they don't have the same infrastructure like we do here in South Africa. So for me, instead of having a super league, we rather invest in the infrastructure and that's where we'll uh, be able to unearth a lot of talent. Look at Fatsu from uh, Barcelona now having adopted a Spanish uh, nationality in Africa. We, we could have been seeing a a young blood coming from Africa, dunning Africa way of doing things in the African style, like your Adama Traore now with Spain instead of uh, Senegal, if I'm not mistaken, or uh, 
I should we should have so we are compromising our talent and then coming back to your question like uh, life after football it's a tough one my brother and uh, I would like to differ whilst I was still playing it's the attitude when you have and the attitude when you don't have as players we tend to impress people who doesn't care about us and we only realize after playing football once you cross that line my brother you, you, you that's when you start realizing that you were alone along the lines and it's unfortunate because in south africa it becomes a culture clubs they do their utmost best to always invite uh, financial advisors it was only few of us that would stay behind and listen to the financial advisors i'm talking about people that comes with the knowledge in terms of how you are going to invest your money let's look if you talk about an endowment policy now into a professional footballer he doesn't know let alone a funeral policy that costs 79 rand because what he that there is a lot that there's a lot of influence in his mind and the people that he brings around him so you need to have a good supporting structure because some are there for the for the for the glamour they are not there for the in, for your best interest at that and also the decisions in terms of you take of about your, your your partner i'm talking about your life partner if you don't settle as quickly as possible in football my brother you'll have problems because who's going to say oh hold on now navigator you are going in the wrong direction but if you are going with james uti ufaki six in zotha i press out time as faki 12 is landela mashandis is landela bantwana and all those kind of thing and we groove at the end of the day we spend 6000 that could have been divided into different policies you've got your endowment policy you've got the retirement annuity you've got your your funeral cover you've got your liability you've got a disability also it's there it's only for you as a player as an individual if you think about yourself as a brand then you'll understand exactly what it takes to maintain that brand i hope i answered you thank you very much at james um coach simpu i see you back uh, but you oh, you sent a very interesting voice note and i wanted to play it but since you're here in person uh, you might as well echo those uh, very same words that you were saying let's try your network one more time and see you good yeah if 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 that other network pull through okay coach simpua is 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 out so what i'm going to do is i'm going to play the voice note that she sent and if you if you guys can hear it just give me 100 so that i can get confirmation if it's if it's audible enough um i think i'm just getting a little bit of of uh talking about uh why teams struggle when they get promoted into the professional side of things i think It's true what Maduma is saying, Guti. The sports science of things is neglected until they get a shock of their lives when the matches uh, demand more physically, emotionally, and mentally from the players. Um, I think um, education is is key because education is 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 going to help you. Is 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 going to help you as a team that is under resourced to be able to say. If we don't have a Gabelo of Al Alhi who was at Mamelodi Sundowns, for example, how can we use a person, a student who has done sports science uh, from a university, to help us 
uh, be able to condition the team in conjunction with what the coach wants to to do. And at, at the same length, also, the coach needs to be open-minded and knowledgeable about these things so that they know exactly what they are doing when it comes to sports science um, and, and combine that with football because the modern game is towards that. I mean, if players are able to play more than 30 games, cup games, league games, um, and other things in between, they need to be well-conditioned. You know, their bodies need to be ready. And being ready is how do you, um, you know, not suffer from injuries if you do get injured? How quick do you recover? Or is it grounding? Those things are key. They're very important in player development. That's why some players struggle when they get signed into bigger professional sides where else they were very talented in an amateur side because it's a shock of their lives and their bodies. All right. Those are Coach Simpua's words. Uh, I'm assuming everybody got that. Uh, Pro, I see you, you're raising your hand. Coach Simpua is back, we'll, so we'll try and ping her. Pro, uh, you, you raise your hand. Do you have a question, my brother? Um, I see Madome's hand is up. Uh, if, if you don't mind, Coach, can I give him a chance first? Not a problem. Madome? Uh, thanks. Thanks, um, Judge. Uh, you know, I wanted to comment on the issue of financial literacy. Let's let's look at football in South Africa. Majority it's played by um, uh, us from the black communities, and we we grow up in an environment whereby um, financial literacy is non-existent. And you you find a Matome signing with uh, Kaiser Chiefs, and then he starts earning big money. Uh, teams can try as much as they can to try and under- make players understand the importance of saving and all that. But normally what I've realized with, with footballers, when you advise them as an employer, they think you are doing that because you're looking at your own best interest, not for them, because you want them to always be there at the club and so on. But I've realized that uh, footballers listen to their um, managers, or should I say intermediaries, better than um, us, uh, those who are uh, managing them at clubs. So one would even say to to player agents, maybe there should be um, um, some sort of uh, a session that they have with their clients and encourage them on how to save and drill or grill the, 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 the financial literacy part of things to them. Because when we talk to them as employers, they are not taking it seriously. We can invite uh, financial institutions and specialists to come and talk to them but uh, it doesn't make much of an impact. But I think um, as clubs, we should also now start working hand in hand with uh, player representatives and come up with programs that they will also assist the players. Because if I'm a Matome who doesn't even have a grade 12, and then I start earning 120,000 rents, when home we had nothing, um, it, it becomes difficult. I don't even want to listen to anyone because now I feel that I have all, I have everything, I'm untouchable. But forgetting that uh, my career is limited to a certain number of years. So, so you compare that to your European countries. Um, what they are earning, um, I had the mention of uh, Belgium. What they are earning that side is also far much uh, higher than um, what we are paying our players locally. So um, the financial competitiveness of uh, the clubs here, it becomes difficult to make it uh, policy to say, for all players that are contracted with professional clubs, they should save, say, 20% of their salaries 
some players are at the professional leagues earning 20,000 net uh, or 40,000 net the uh, DSTV premiership. So it becomes difficult to save from that. But what the bottom line is that we should just try to say to them, together with their managers or intermediaries, drill the, 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 the issue of uh, financial literacy. It's very important. Thanks. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, Pro? Um, thanks, uh, thanks, my CEO. Um, on Tuesday, uh, we spoke uh, in depth about branding uh, here on the space. And uh, I was just thinking and, and want to ask you guys if if uh, we start training our players and, uh, and they see themselves as brands instead of celebrities, do you think it can change their mindset in, in terms of looking after themselves, in, ter- in terms of looking after their careers? Because, for example, EJDR just sold uh, Uskesha to, um, to his Kukune. And um, with the kind of um, a person that he is, I know he looks after himself very well. Um, he's got uh, his social media platforms, his content is straightforward, and uh, w- which positions him well in terms of attracting personal endorsements. Do you think it's important to also teach our players uh, as early as APC or even at Glad Africa Championship to start seeing themselves as brands instead of just celebrities? Um, I hope my question is clear. Thank you. Well, well, um, from from somebody who's in marketing, uh, like like myself, now you, we we can you we, we can educate them about uh, how to position themselves as brand, as brands. But the problem um, comes back when you see a matome that you have trained well to say look after your brand and so on. And then you see him going live midnight with Brajay on Instagram. Matume thinks that uh, he's not on his own Instagram page. Um, I'm on uh, Brajay's uh, Instagram page. It doesn't matter. It's not mine. It's his, but we see your face. So we do try to teach them about such. Even in their contracts, if, if, if you can have a look at our contract as a club, there are areas whereby we tell them that it's important that you look after your personal brand equally so to uh, make sure that it doesn't affect the brand of the club that employs you. So players sometimes get carried away. It's only a few in, in, in the country. Some clubs like Casa Chiefs, there's a clause whereby the, it's a punishable offense if, 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 if you, you breach that clause. So um, I think if we are strict like Casa Chiefs is with that, then maybe players will get to understand. Majority of the teams are too lenient. We do talk about uh, brand pos- self or personal brand positioning with the players, but they, 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 they sometimes get carried away and then just forget about it. You call them to order, they'll tell you, no, we're sorry, it will never happen again. But without understanding that it's actually not about us as a club, but it's about them. Hence, we have uh, a low number of players in the country that have big endorsements from um, these big corporate. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 um, uh, just to add on there, Likoko, I think oh, Matuma maybe is still talking. Yeah, 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 I think I think he's received a call. Oh, okay. So he says it's covered. You can carry on. Okay, just to add there, uh, there in terms of aligning yourself as a player with regards to, to branding, I think we need to start first in encouraging them to invest in their trade. 
I read an interesting article today about uh, Sari, the, the, the former coach of Juventus, when he spoke about Cristiano Ronaldo. He said he is a difficult player to coach. And for one simple reason, because there's a lot of expectations from the millions of the followers that he has to see him performing at his highest level. And as a coach, how do I keep him into his peak? You, you, can, you can do so much as a club, but if you as an individual, you don't treat yourself like, as a brand, it becomes a problem for you to try and attract endorsement. One, if you look in terms of the social media, what is the use of us having social media as player or a former player? Are you there to attract attention or are you there to market yourself so that you can find maybe a, 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 another financial breakthrough after your career or during your career? So it goes back to in terms of why are you having such kind of uh, interactions on social media? Because trust me, uh, I will be blunt. I'm not taking anything away from the ladies, but the ladies, they always love the glitz and the glamour. And for us as men or as former soccer players, you want to get associated with the beautiful ladies. But at the end of the day, where does that take you? Because at the end of the day, the coach expects you to be in training at nine o'clock. You need to have been rested. If you have been busy at 12 o'clock, what time are you sleeping? It goes back to say, am I investing enough into my trade? You need to know the confines of you as a player, what makes you to tick. Because if you're driving a Ferrari, you cannot put a diesel. You need to put 95 uh, and lead it to make sure that it gives you the performance that it requires. So I think if you can start there, then branding can top up because there'll be a lot of responsibility and accountability in terms of the actions. Correct. Uh, and, and if you think about it, I mean, a soccer such such a short career, uh, all, all one needs to concentrate on is like 10 years span and just be disciplined and, you know, push and be focused. And that's it. After the 10 years, you can do whatever you want to do. 10 years is too uh, much. Unani, you go. <laughs> It's three years. Five, five, three years. Five. Let me, three years, to oh, be honest with you. Mm, okay, interesting. It's three years. Uh, Funani? Funani, I, I know Funani usually battles with networks. So no, no, I'm here. I, I thought this guy was oh, still talking. Welcome, uh, you know welcome, I respect Funani. people. Most. I know, I know. <laughs> Carry on. Okay. Um, Ish. Kind of answered the questions that I had. Uh, however, I'll ask the ones that I'm left with now. But I, I, I'm not sure if uh, they are relevant. But uh, no, okay, I'm sure not. these just guys can ask. ask. When. Sorry. And did it, uh, don't worry. Just ask. Okay. Okay. Um, the first question is: uh, Is it? The policies, uh, is it the policies that are in place? Because uh, I, I noticed that uh, less uh, NFT players are, are, are being picked for Bafana Bafana. Uh, I, 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 I am the person who watches NFT more than I watch, uh, okay, as equally as I watch uh, PSL. So I think in, in NFT we have uh, equally good players or even more dedicated players yet you see them uh, being overlooked when it comes to Bafana Bafana selection or maybe it, 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 is it the criteria used? It, it, does it say that um, you must be in PSL in order for you to be picked? And another question is, uh, why is it so difficult? I've, I've seen uh, a lot of teams that, that get relegated to NFT 
with resources and stuff, but they struggle to get back to the top. And sh- I, I have my last question. Should I carry on? Okay, there's, there's also... Okay, there's there's also a issue, an issue of 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 uh, young players. Uh, I'll make an example with with pirates, as a Kelly passer at, at some point. Uh, I don't know, particularly big teams, they they have this thing of not trusting the youngsters. You you get your MDC players getting promoted. They 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 play like your top goal scorers in NFT. When they get to pirates, they don't trust them enough to. To play for pirates, they 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 promote them only to loan them out to to NFT. Like uh, like I've made an example with Zakelele Passer, he only came back just now. Is it an issue of uh, SA players? Uh, I I once saw a tweet by someone saying that uh, SA players peak at around twenty eight years and stuff, which I have a problem with. That why is it that most teams don't trust our youngsters? All right. Uh, so the first question, the, the, the under-23 question policy, I would like to direct it to Matume because it's a more of an administrative question. And Leenda, by peaking of players at 28, Aita James, you'll be best suited for that one. So Matume, you may, you may carry on, my brother. Yeah, no problem. James peaked at 28. <laughs> 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 um, well, one wouldn't say um, there's a policy that says um, that Africa... Championship players shouldn't be uh, um, selected. We we always complain um, that our players are not getting selected. But I'd go back to the comment that I made earlier to say, sometimes these boys that we we recruit from um, um, your ABC multiple league, some we recruit them from SAB teams. Um, they take time to adapt to to the language uh, that's being used in football. They take time to understand uh, tactics. Some of them, um, they part of schooling. Uh, you have um, um, a player that's under 23 playing in Latin Africa, but not uh, having uh, metric. The language also becomes a problem. You get to you get to um, you get to uh, the national team. You have an English speaking coach or the diversity that requires the coach to speak in English becomes a problem. So it's 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 quite a number of things. Yes, we do have good players in, in our leagues. But to be honest, some of them, they get lost at times um, um, whilst playing because of the understanding of or not understanding tactics that are being taught to them. Uh, we have a, 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 a player that we signed in our first season, um, Spelo Balloni. First season, he did not do very well, but the coach believed in him. I was one of those who said to coach, you know what, this boy is not coping, let's release him. This is his second season that has just ended. He did extremely well because now he adapted and um, he understands the language that's being used and so on. So it, it, it takes time for some of them to, to adapt and understand uh, how things are done at the professional level. Those who are playing for the professional teams in uh, your your uh, DSTV Premiership, they grew up, most of them, grew up in the development structures like we spoke about development earlier. They grew up in the development structures. They understand the language. They understand the tactics. They understand even how they're supposed to be applied. So hence, you'd find that uh, national team coaches would be going for 
for your your players that in, that are playing in your GSTV Premiership compared to Clare Africa. My comment is only based on your under twenty three players. Thanks. All right, the James, twenty uh, eight year old speaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's a challenging one, eh? Because uh, it goes back to the scouting systems that we have around the country. We, we need to develop satellite uh, development sites whereby if there is a glimpse of promise or a talent that we can able to see from afar as raw as it may, we need to integrate it into a structure whereby it, it, it gets nurtured in the right way. I'll, 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 I'll make an example of rugby. In South Africa, once they identify you at a 16-year-old, they put you in a war school, which is more rugby-orientated. And from there, at a tender age, you start understanding and developing in the way in terms of how your nutrition is, in terms of your physics. So there is a lot that you learn at a, at, at a development structure. So I, for one, I'll make a point because I signed a, a contract as a 20-year-old for Tembisa Classic around... A, uh, 2000, but because I was more school orientated, I didn't play much football. I had to finish my uh, diploma, sports diploma. And then after, that's when I started persuading my, my, my playing career. So that's where the problem comes. So you find some, they only scouted when they are 23, 24. Look at Epule Modi. When he was playing for Mangaungu, if he didn't play in the uh, Safa playoffs in Lipopo. No one could have known that there is a Pule mode which Utongati signed by then. And now it's one of the hottest property in South Africa. So it goes back to the development uh, phases of a player and how teams set up their structures. All right. Uh, Pro, do we have any DM questions? I would like to put it to the floor. I don't have any requesters right now, so you guys must not feel like I'm hogging the space. So if you'd like to request, please do so. I'll give you first preference. I do have questions, but Pro, uh, just to take some DM questions. Funani looks like raising a hand there. Oh, Funani, uh, do you still have another uh, sub-question? Yes, yes, yes. Likoko, while uh, Apolo- these Apologies about here. that, yeah. No problem, no worries. Uh, you know, I'm a job hunter, so am I free to DM them? I, there's something I need from both of them. Uh, nothing sinister. Yeah, nothing sinister. Uh, yeah, 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 gentlemen, yeah. is she free to 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 ask questions? She's more than welcome. She's more than welcome. Oh. All right. Uh, Thank you very much. There you Thank have you. your answer. Sweet. Pro DM questions. Okay, uh, pro DM, uh, personal DMs, but it's fine. Let's 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 move on. I'm gonna ask uh, Matome, uh, the cost of running of running a team, an NFD team. We know we know team owners always say they're running at a loss, but uh, if possible, I would like for you to put figures. We we were speaking to that um, Mamila the other day, and and he put figures and. We couldn't believe it because we had a perception that this is what they're getting <laughs> as compared to what they're spending, and we also had a we had a chat with with Dr. David. Uh, you know, he's the he's the regular of the space. Swallows. He also put figures, and we we still could not believe it. So we're about to get more shocked then with, with regards to the NFT uh, numbers. Matom. Yeah, James knows the struggle. Um, well, let, let me let me um, put it like this: we we get um, 
500,000 grand, the 75,000 is for tax. It's not ours. Now, um, I'll give you an example of a, a month that has a trip to Cape Town. Um, if you're playing in Cape Town on a Saturday, you travel on Friday, that trip alone will cost you nothing less than 200,000. Air tickets, accommodation, food, and everything else, 200,000. One trip, you are getting 500,000 grand. Say you have 30 um, players plus 10 staff members. So you have a personnel of about 40 people and each one of them needs to get paid. So um, let's say, let's work on a rough estimate, which is not like that. Say you have 40 people, each one of them is earning 10,000 rents. So basically you, you have uh, 400,000 gone at the same time, there's a 200,000 that went for a trip in Cape Town. So you can already see that we are running at a loss. At, at our level, mainly, there's no profit. Even when you sell a player, for example, now we've, sell, we've sold um, Mube. We are already budgeting with that mind to say, okay, fine. How do we go about um, running our season with this money? Let's break it down nicely for all our trips. Then we know that uh, the grant will be mainly for, for salaries. Same thing happened when we sold Makani. So uh, player sales, sometimes we sell because we need the money to, to, to run the club. Uh, uh, sometimes it's not because we want to. <laughs> so so it's, it's very expensive to, to, to run a club. You have, um, I spoke about salaries and uh, traveling. There are day-to-day -day running costs. Players need to go to, to training. There are players that we are accommodating um, at a clubhouse. Some we have to cater for them. So, so it's, there's no profit in football. All right. Uh, I guess it's a, it's, it's a lose lose situation for you. Uh, I have, I have a voice, a voice note from OCCPUA uh, with regarding to e branding. So, uh, let me just play it for you guys. Uh, pro, I'm responding to the branding issue. The branding issue, Unmobile, uh, I see she's one of the listeners there, is a lady that always says for you to be a brand ambassador, you must be a brand ambassador for yourself first. You must look sharp. You you want to be appointed at all times. But all of this comes with knowledge. It comes with somebody being able to say, hey, um, and knowledge is not only Ubuntu that must help a, a simple Juju, but it, it's also a simple Juju that must stand up and say, how do I become a brand? How does it start? Where does it go? You'd be surprised, Guti. In my playing days, I never actually had somebody say to me, simple, this is how you can become a brand and be sold uh, to anything, to, you know, by anything and stand for anything that can be lucrative for you. Because at your peak, endorsements left, right, and center. Colgate must see you. Um, Aquafresh must fight for you. You know, um, a shoelace company must fight to say we want to give her shoelaces for life. But how do you position yourself? Do the players know how to position themselves? You know, and in the simplest ways, because I think players see Cristiano Ronaldo want to position themselves there. U James Ushilo. You need to understand yourself as a product first, which where do I place myself? How do I package myself? And um, I know this is more speaking about men's football. I'm taking it back to women's football where they say we don't get enough money because we are not... Um, I don't, lack of a better word, 
you know. But how do you package this? You know, how do you package this? When she goes for a safe ad, can she go for it? Is she, you know, um, good enough to be in that space? If there is a water um, ad that must be there, can you sell James for that? You know, can James be sold for any ad that can exist out there? It's all about packaging. It's all about knowledge. And it's all about exposing players to these things. Show them a glimpse. You know, so we have a lot to do. As much as we put everything to the players, we have a lot to do. And I love the narrative, Yoguti. Agents or player managers, they have a lot of work to do because if they have their players, do how do they uh, align their players so that they're able to get lucrative deals left, right, and center. I'll take you to the Comedies of 2010. He was there, Samsung. He was there, Gu McDonald. He was there, Gu Bafana Bafana. It was the Comedies left, right, and center, you know, because he was packaged for that. The agent jacket did exactly that. And now he's still a legend that can be packaged for anything. So a branding needs to be spoken about from down there when players go under 12, under 15, um, up to senior level, a reminder, how do you keep relevant to the current state of affairs when it comes to your career? Packaging, packaging, packaging. That's the message that's been driven across. And uh, I guess it's it's up to the, the marketers. We were, we were talking to Nobile the other day, and, and she, she highlighted this as one of the pointers. So I'm going to move on to Ginele. I think it's, it's yeah. Chinele Muti. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing your name it's, yeah. right. I'm very sorry about that. Okay, no, it's short, man. It's intimidating in reverse. Uh, thank you oh. for the man. Uh, I just wanted to bounce off something in that they Matume spoke about. You know, we speak about the fact that in the national development, most of the players that are coming there are very young and they're coming from very, very poor backgrounds. And it is my understanding that majority of them are black anyway. And the environments that they come from, obviously, are very poor. So their understanding of football comes from Lipoku. So there is no structure that really tells them, this is how you need to play it, this is how football needs to be played. Now, the administration in the national development and uh, 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 thingy, the... the the second division, shouldn't it be their responsibility to know that these are the players that are coming in and this is the talent that they are harboring? Their responsibility, shouldn't it be to ensure that from the minute those players come in, they are monitored, they are observed, and they are integrated within a structure that can be incorporated with the PSL or the NSL or the Disky channel, where in the longer run, they realize that there's a huge challenge that can be exposed here. How else can we ensure that we nurture it to a point where, Saz would say, if a player comes in and there's a talent there, how are we nurturing it? The administration side of it should have already have a, a program in place to ensure that this type of a, a situation is observed and it is followed. So I always believe for the players, they come in, they don't have a national metric and they don't understand the football 
uh, 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 the brains. But isn't it the responsibility of the National uh, Second Division to ensure that they are monitoring these players and they're integrating them to a good uh, a way of becoming better players and ensuring that if they don't have the education, they put them in programs that can give them the certain education that they need. I don't know if I steered away from the uh, conversation, but that that's the point I actually wanted to make. All right. Yeah, you kind of did, but that's fine. Uh, that's the beauty of space. Uh, you throw curveballs right here and there. Such <laughs> no, you, would you like I to take that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no problem. Uh, hey. Yeah. I'm scared to pronounce it no, the it's wrong too way. Mele, it's too mele. Okay. It's too, it's okay. Too it's too, yeah. Um, yeah. Collaboration is very important <clears throat> in football. Why I'm saying so, we have uh, eyes everywhere. For example, as I'm sitting with you here, I got messages to say, hey, that I haven't seen. And one, I cannot recommend a player without seeing him. Now, that's where now I have to have that collaboration with the person that is there. I have to trust the eyes that are far away. So it's not the respect uh, what called responsibility for teams. It, it, it depends each and every team. Look at how JDR did their way in terms of recruiting the under-23s. They went into all nine provinces to try and get. Uh, in Pumalanga, they set up a tournament and had coaches that will arrange those ones. So it's very important. I, I'm seeing even Coach Sia Maloka in our space. He's one of the coaches that I always talk football with him. He'll always recommend to say, hey, Ta James, there is a player in Deviton that is, I think is very good. And we'll try and organize friendlies with these Glad Africa teams and also with the PSL team or DSTV teams to say, guys, let's go there as, as a holistic, as a team. Because if you go there individually, you might find they don't give you a chance. So it's very important to always know that satellite uh, development structures will be very important. And uh, unfortunately, our scouting here in South Africa, it still needs some refinery or fine-tuning in terms of how do we make resources uh, available. You collaborate with a coach like Coach Sia in Deviton to say, Coach Sia, in Deviton, I want you to give me three left-backs or uh, I want you to give me four uh, players that are of high quality that have got a good upbringing and they're coached in the right way. And he'll go and do that for you. But if you don't, then it becomes a problem. Who can uh, on DSTV Premiership can go and look for a player that's playing at a, a SAB team, maybe in a Velcom, for example. No one can 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 go there. They only wait for the big tournaments like your ABC multiple playoff to go and scout. And how many are going to fight for that player? So you need to do things differently as a team and as an individual to try and scout for uh, best talent. All right. Thank you very much for that. Uh, just like to acknowledge the Chris Christopher Bongo. Uh, you one with us. So Nikasa Sukasa, you know how it is. <laughs> Coach Simpiwe. <laughs> you I'm gonna try and pin you and see if, if there's a response from your end because you are here. So please, please just let, let's test if you're able to, if you're audible. Um yeah, can you hear me? Now you're perfect. So I don't know if, if there's something that you'd like to add on with regards to that James has said, or did you get the question or should we move on to the next one? 
Uh, I'll just uh, pick up on what James was saying. Scouting is very important. And there's something that is throwing us off when it comes to getting the right players. It's this South African culture of football. We keep dwelling on that. We forget doing the work about doing the work. The South African culture of football is one that says you must go look for players that can control, can pass, can run, have two legs that um, can run. If they are disabled, you place them into that class of, 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 of football. Or It is key for us to understand that any player can fit into any style. It's a matter of us making sure that we groom, we produce, we find players that can play basic, basic football. Then they'll be able to be placed in any team in the world. But as coaches down there, we are struggling with coaching players the right way. There's uncoachable players because uh, they say practice makes perfect. But at the same time, if we practice Ukshai Bandit like Beka Marupi perfect So it is key for us as coaches anywhere at any level to make sure we, we produce or find players and ready them for any type of team anywhere. And I love the idea of satellite scouting because if you do that, it's easy for you to get best players out of there. Right now, some people will be able to say, I can't uh, uh, show you what this player looks like. How else can we be able to find? Send, take a video, proper video of a match. These days, cinema smartphone. And obviously, video does not mean there's a player that is passing the ball against the wall. It has to be realistic. So I think in South Africa right now, we need to be open-minded and find ways to expose our players from an early age to quality coaching, quality training, for their age group, for their level, so that they can go anywhere in the world. I think we are so hung up on saying there's a specific type of player that must fit into the South African type of football. No, we must be able to produce players that can fit anywhere in the world because at the end of the day, Ipas a Brazil is the same as Ipas a Netherlands. Ipas a Netherlands is the same as Ipas a Soweto. Unless Guilherme Flamboyant and Leane Flamboyant in a Scottish corner. So for me, to sensing in short, it's key for us to understand that that scouting is not difficult, but we have to be um, careful in how now we say, I don't want this player, does not fit into my style, does not fit into this uh, club culture and all of that. What is the club culture? Club culture, any player can fit into anything as long as they are able to pass, receive, run, understand what is spoken about, understand tactics, be able to have technique. Because the technique, yes, yes, South America, yes, fun and the technique, yes, South Africa. But it's a matter of how do you now package that player so that it's able to fit in anywhere. It is key for us to understand that. And it's not only PSL teams that, and unfortunately, the national team struggles with getting quality players because Tina Lenzanzi, we are not doing our work completely. In Instead of me finding that raw talent and nurturing it, making sure that it's ready for the next step, we want microwave stuff where we, we just want that player because when a cut and I don't have to do a lot of work, then we fast track them. But we've actually microwaved that player. So it's key for us to understand the structure. All of us are responsible of making sure that South Africa gets the best out of players, which means we need to expose players, we need to expose coaches, we need to expose everybody, and we need to educate all of these people. And I think 
Um, I might be throwing off a bit from the topic, but it's key for us to understand as coaches that scout from down there. Once we are in positions where we are able to recruit these players and bring them in, don't change players to suit your results. Work on the player to make sure that player is able to play football and quality football. Okay. I think the message we get it loud and clear. It's very Chris, welcome to to the space. Uh, I see you. I'm just gonna acknowledge PLS because he's been he's been waiting. So PLS, our legal eagle. How's it, my brother? Sure, Cogs, how are you? All right, all right. Shoot, do you have any questions? Yeah, it's when people are speaking tactics and you come on a talk <laughs> But I see Paul has his hand up. Nah, you know, throw it in there. Because you want to come talk money and people are speaking tactics. But it's the Paul has his hand up. Uh, no, no, no. You can you can ask the question with regards to money. I mean, Matume is the money man. You <laughs> answer, you'll answer that. Okay. Um, sure. Just as a, as a passing comment, I'd just like to say, South African football, I hope in my lifetime, I live in a South Africa where South African football is integrated into the into the South African education system because we are going to fight all these many problems that we are faced with with regards to one facilities that we complain about because your physios and everything are in those universities. But two, um the also the problem of retirement, um finance post retirement. I think it'll also fight that. But I have a question for uh Tam uh, Tamatume. Um you, when you spoke about the the income that the club generates and how much money they spend, you you touched on something that I think we've all become familiar with, which is that there is no money in football. But what I find surprising, and I asked the question today on the TL, surprisingly on the topic, is that why are South African football clubs insisting to be private companies if indeed there is no profit to be made in football? If they were non-profit companies, would they then not attract sponsorships that would come in a form of donations? Is, is the private company model in South African football feasible? Are we there yet? Are we rushing it? Or is there anything that's preventing football clubs from being non-profit organizations? I'm, I'm having a difficulty with, with just that point. Why are we insisting on this model? If indeed there is no profit to be made, Matome. Okay. Um, uh, there was a space whereby um, I think it was Utavelile, whereby he emphasized the importance of uh, club licensing. So you start there. Um, club licensing requires. Um, uh, uh, teams to be registered as businesses and there's money that uh, we receive in a form of grant millions of rents and uh, there are tax implications there so if 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 you 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 register an NPO um, now you are moving away from the business side of how uh, our football is structured unfortunately uh, uh, how PSL and and Let Africa are structured. You can't have an NPO playing in <laughs> playing in the professional league. You have to be a, a registered business. So, um, like I said, there are also tax uh, implications there. And for club licensing, you need 
uh, uh, to be registered as, as a business. Number two, one would say um, there are teams of which it's something that we are considering also as, as a club in the Glad Africa Championship. There are teams that have foundations or NPOs that are registered uh, with a different name, not similar to the club uh, name. And then what, what they do, they go to corporates and request for funds and um, the corporate will then get publicity in return at the space of the club. You'll have a Matome a foundation, a, I run a foundation there, and then I do things that will also benefit the club. But at the end of the day, you see a, a, a sleeve brand on my team's jersey of a certain, say, Colgate um, or, or, or Aquafresh. Uh, but the money is going to the foundation. So some, some, some corporates would say, no, would rather pay money to a NPO instead of you as a business. So that's what other teams are, are doing now. We've learned some few teams' business models. So we will also be following um, the same direction. So, so, so um, and then uh, PLS, you mentioned something about um, football uh, and uh, you said uh, school sports. Um, I'm glad that you raised it because it's another thing that from the activities that we had Nabo Pra James during off season when we did our uh, our recruitment, we we found a number of uh, young players that are very talented, and that challenged us to say it's high time that as much as we don't have the money, let us approach schools with proper facilities like uh, football fields and so on. And, and say, we are a professional club. We are also recruiting young players. How about we get into a partnership that we take care of your facilities and then we use your facilities for training purposes. But when we get or identify young, talented players, we can bring them to your school, enroll them to your school, find them accommodation. And then we know that we have a team maybe that's playing in the SAB league. And this young player that we have recruited is also going through school. Uh, there was a question from Itumeleng about uh, what is it done down there in terms of ensuring that uh, uh, these young players go to school. Um, the, 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 the SAB League has a bursary. And it's unfortunate that uh, um, most club owners are not communicating such information to these young boys. There is a bursary that pays for these young boys' university fees as long as they're playing in that league. And you look at the age uh, uh, for, for that league. Um, the age requirements is actually the age of a person that's starting first year at university. The bursary is sponsored by SAB. So such information also, it's not getting to these young boys for them to apply for these bursaries. So something is being done, but the boys are, are not informed so maybe we can say there should also be some sort of a drive that uh, pushes awareness to these young players to say whilst playing also choose the academic side then you'll decide after graduation what you do yes bra, bra james i saw a picture of your graduations some other time on <laughs> you yeah it's a beautiful thing so yeah yeah um without taking too much time but uh i'm i'm i'm, I'm saying uh we we as a club We've already started that. There's a school that we've approached. We're going to get into a, 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 a lease agreement and an MOU 
disagreement of the facilities that they have. They have two fields that are not well taken care of. We're going to fix those two fields. We're going to train there. The school soccer team will play there. We'll provide soccer kids for the soccer team of the school. And it will also help us to say when we... Are, we already have young players that we identified when we did our under 23 recruitment. Next year, they will have to start studying at that school. Then we'll be able to also monitor them. So it is important. But James emphasized the issue of uh, partnerships. That's what we we're going towards. And it's, I'm also encouraging other teams in the Glad Africa Championship to say, we don't even have to give schools money, but we can help each other together with the school's governing body to say, let's make the facilities, that, uh, make sure that the facilities are well taken care of. And then we use them as clubs because we don't have proper training fields, but the schools have. Some schools, they, they are just not well managed, but we can come in and then assist. So, so yeah, um, um, yeah, thanks. All right. Uh, Thank you very much, Fatume. Uh, we sorry yeah. to interject. Uh, to I just wanted to add uh, something that uh, uh, PLS has asked. Uh, I want to make an example of Estellenbosch from Cape Town. It was a CSI program for a company called Eremgro. Because of the development of Ida's Valley as a community, they believe that they can inject money into the community to try and start a, a soccer team. And look what happened. In their first season, they managed to get a promotion into the elite league, and the rest is history. So collaboration, like Matume is saying, is very, very important in football. Very, very interesting information on that. Uh, the Chris Christopher Bongo, you had requested to be a speaker. I don't know if you're also having problems with your internet. We... 20 minutes. We only have 20 minutes left. Um, Paul, I see you. I'm going to acknowledge you just now. Now, And but also there, so, Likoko, sorry to interject yeah. again. I'm seeing Coach Mondesha Chuaio. He is very, very informative. He's within a coaching department and also head coach at one stage for the national uh, uh, teams under under uh, the youngsters. From uh, under 17, he worked with Coach Simpio Jojo. He's here in the space, so his info can be very, very important also in terms of how football is going into that direction in terms of development and his understanding. Because he worked at the uh, Northwest University of Mafiking. Ah, yes. Coach Monde, uh, we see you, yes. and I'd like to acknowledge you. Coach Monde, I'd like to acknowledge you through Uta James. Uh I'm going to I'm going to need uh, 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 Coach Tlatwayo for for one of our spaces. Uh, it'll come in very handy. That Chris, uh, you would like to ask a question or throw an input? Just a very small input. Uh, uh, good evening to everybody who's listening to me. If you're listening to me, and um, uh, see, Simpiwe uh, has left. Coach Simpiwe has left. Oh no, she's there. The, there is one point that I wanted to make. Is uh, I had a small privilege of traveling with FIFA for five years as an instructor around the world. We cannot talk about development without talking about coaching. The problem that we do have at the moment in the country is not lack of talent or lack of discovering talent. What we don't have, we don't have enough coaching. Do you know how many schools do we have in South Africa where a mathematics co uh, teacher or geography teacher or history teacher is actually a coach just because he lacks football. That's where things are going wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Coaching must be taken seriously. Coaching must be taken as we take our teachers. You cannot have a mathematics teacher teaching geography or history. 
it must be an expertise. So from primary school, if we do have coaching in all schools, we start very well because we have human, we have young boys and girls who can be transformed and play football. All they need, they need education, they need training. Your child is not a mathematician. Your child become a mathematician because he's been to a school where he learned about mathematics correctly. So as we're talking about development, all I wanted to say to gentlemen and ladies in the group is not about scouting, it's not about development school, it's not about all those stuff. We have to start from basics. We need coaching. And I sent Le Coco a link of a video how German they did it. Coaching become a national issue. It become a government issue. Because you cannot teach young kids wrong things. So they took it seriously from a primary level. It moved to secondary level. It moved to college level. It moved to amateur level. And then it became professional. So Sister Lamene will tell you as a coach, the difficulties that coaches they do it, even Matome can tell you how likely we how lightly we take coaching as base of everything. Coaching is the most important thing. So people that are listening in this group who have an influence in people who have power. Let's talk about coaching from primary level. We have an employment issue in South Africa. Can you imagine if every single primary school in South Africa had minimum two coaches? We will reduce even 2% of our employment problem. So we need coaching to become regulated by the government, not by the FA, by the government, like you get your level to teach math, history, and geography. That's all I wanted to say. And, and uh, thank, thanks, guys, for your passion in this group. I'm listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Takris. Uh, Pro, you have one last question. Pro, I see you. I'm not avoiding you. I'll come to you, my brother. Pro? Um, thanks, Cox. Uh, the question is directed uh, specifically to, to Brother Matome. Um, obviously, uh, young women who would like to be part of uh, administration, uh, sports administration, uh, want to specialize in football. What advice can you give and what opportunities are there for them in the Clear Africa Championship Clubs? I know that you have, uh, as JDR, you have given uh, young ladies opportunities. I know that this Kukuni, when they were still uh, a clear team, they, they also gave young women uh, opportunities to work within the clubs. Uh, what can be done to ensure that they, these young girls, they get opportunities and uh, train or work as administrators in the Clear Africa Championship? Thank you. Um, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a campaign that um, I'm planning to start. It's part of transformation in uh, football clubs uh, with the theme of uh, See Me In You, meaning that uh, we, we, we're going to take our female administrator to say she's going to be the face of the campaign, that when, when, when we look at her, I should see somebody who's equally capable as I am and forget about the, the gender part of it. Because um, it, 
most of the time we we making mistakes with this categorization of uh, gender and not looking at the skills that um, uh, people possess so it's important that we we as as as, as um, employers or colleagues it doesn't matter it's in sports or in corporate we should start looking or seeing at our female counterparts see them in us that um, um, whatever that I'm capable of doing they are equally capable of doing or maybe even much better so it is important that we give um, platforms to everyone that has skill um, um, right now we are uh, shopping for a, a, a fitness trainer a conditioning coach because ours left us for for skukuni so so um, we we want somebody who's qualified and and who can do the job it doesn't matter if it's female or male as long as we can do the job and and i want to also applaud a number of clear africa teams i've also seen that uh, now um 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 our 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 lady or female colleagues are taking charge and they're doing a very good job so it is important that um we 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 we, we look at them as our equals not as uh, uh, females as such but people who are capable of doing the job so we need that transformation so hence uh, uh, i thought that maybe for this season we're gonna run with that campaign that says see me in you which is a message that will be coming from um, our female colleagues and also the p- other part of it is also trying to address this gender-based violence uh, uh, with that uh, transformation campaign yeah thanks Thank you very much, Tamatome. Um, Paul, I'm going to acknowledge you. You are Oscar Kwatela Posaka. I just want to read one message Obula that I received are. from. Space is <laughs> I'm going to take uh, one message that I received from Utima, Tima underscore Mawandla, where she says, uh, with regards to the issue of, of financial literacy and, in, and educating the players, she, it reads uh, I think one of the biggest mistakes is that we want to introduce branding and financial literacy when the players sign into bigger clubs. There's a lack thereof at the development stages of one's football career. If these valuable lessons and principles can be instilled at a younger age, we would be having less worry about the financial and life decisions made by players and subsequently their after-football life. So that's her contribution with regards to financial literacy and the lessons instilled in players. Mpo, uh, your chance to ask a question before we last face <laughs> our boss. No, <laughs> good, uh, good evening, everybody. Sorry I came late, as you heard now. We've got problems there by cricket of something called transformation. Uh, for me, and I think this will go to Ndadema Dume, Libra James, and um, to coach, in fact, the, the panel, is when you look at these things, we talk about financial stuff that players should be able to have. Where do we leave the players' union? Because some of the things that we can do, can we look at possibly at a minimum wage? Because when you look at the stuff like that Fifth Pro is doing, and you look at what SAFPRO is doing, and I'm not and I'm not shooting shots at the, the players' union, there are so many other things that can be able to be done to be able to do that. And what you find is that when players are at the top, when James is at Sundowns, you can't tell him about the players' union because it doesn't suit him. 
but it's about establishing that for the younger ones that are coming so that they can be able to do that. Because when you look at what FIFPRO is doing, it's encouraging even clubs globally. If you look at most of the ambassadors of the Man United, the Liverpool and everybody are former players. And they still have these things. And FIFPRO have got so many programs that they are running for players, for coaches, for administrators within them. What are we doing locally to be able to help these players that are coming up? Are there not models like FIFPRO or even from a soccer perspective, which is a cricketing side in terms of from a union perspective or rugby union and take best, best practices and be able to say, this is what we're doing. This is what we're bargaining. We can't have players. I mean, in teams and we had a space about it, you have a player that's earning 350K and the other one is earning 5,000. And that disparity, is there something that we can be able to look at so that we then have that that then protects everybody and schools everybody? It will help structure this unstructured side of the business of football. All right. Uh, Matume, I'd like to lessen some of the loads from you. Uh, if you, if, Sis Lindue, if you come, sorry, Sis Simpiwe, if you're comfortable with, with, Answering that, I would like to give you first preference, then Matume can add on because uh, he's going to be adding more weight with regards to the the day-to-day runnings of the team. All right, we seem to be to have lost this MPU again. Uh, Matume, so automatically shifts to your end. All right, um, thanks. You know, um, what um, Rampes just uh, mentioned, it's very important. I... I, I I would love to myself looking at um, the relationship between clubs, player intermediaries, and um, the players' union. It's like a university management and student uh, representatives council, SRC, relationship, uh, whereby the other one is always protecting themselves against being attacked by the other. So it's important that there's collaboration amongst the three parties. If we have a, a, a good relationship amongst ourselves, the clubs, player agents, and um, the players' union, we will be able to come up with programs that will uh, uh, assist us to equip our players with financial literacy and other things that will assist them to, 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 to be secured beyond their playing days. But at the moment, we, 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 we have a cat and dog um, relationship, if I can be honest, and until that is fixed, um, I, I, I don't see us being able to to achieve what we want to achieve in terms of uh, our players' um, financial literacy and off-field um, uh, behavior. Because it's like, um, yeah, we only talk when we have to 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 discuss the team's outstanding payments to players and so on. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for that. Um, I just. Before you carry on, I just want to acknowledge Quinton Jetto. Uh, for those that don't know Quinton Jetto, he's, he's football, is the football and ops manager at Marriott's Beck United. And I'd also like to acknowledge Sislindiwe Dube. We see you. Mobile, we see you. Rabbit Zumpete, we also see you. Uh, then moving on. Uh, James, is there anything that you'd like to add with regards to the question before we subsequently move on to Martin? Uh, thanks, Likoko. I think I mean, the, what I would love to add is players need to understand that they don't work for the agents. It's agents who are working for them. 
And if they get that right, they will understand in terms of going forward. You need to tell the agent, what is it that you want? Not him deciding for you. He can only advise based on the legality of the contracts that you have signed to say, if we sign this contract based on one, two, three, four, this is what we're going to have. If we don't, this is what. And then from you as a player, you start deciding because it becomes a problem in terms of at the end of the day, we find most of the players, hence they suffer a, a silent cry in terms of being vocal in terms of what they want. Some of them, they just come and say, ah, as long they got him a boot for 2.5 from Nike. And for him, it's fine because he thinks now he, he has an endorsement from Nike. Yet the agent has just bought him those boots. So if he can understand that, that the agent works for him and they need to sit down and map a proper way for them. Because at the end of the day, like Matume said, the agent comes to the team and say, I can give you James at this much. How much are you going to give me in return? And they say, it's fine. We'll give you two, two, uh, maybe five rand. And then from there, James gets two rand, but the agents get five rand. And then how do you balance that? The next thing they'll say, James, it mismanages his monies. Yet James was a more of a sacrifice ship for a certain agent to get a certain commission at a, a, a given club. So I think it's another lecture that we need to give our players to understand exactly that they're in the drive seat. All right. Thank you very much. Tamaten, uh, sorry for keeping you waiting, my brother. Okay. I may pose your question. Actually, my, my intention was not to speak, but um, I will miss you uh, Chris Bongo touched on something that I, I think is very passionate to uh, the course that I normally want to follow in football. I think the issue around um, coaching and um, coaching training is a critical part of our football. I think we would not move um, as we should if we don't emphasize on uh, what, what the proportion of coaching to player. Um, the issue that you mentioned around schools and being deliberate about it if you look at, we, we've got around more than 30,000 schools in this country. And if you look at the examples that he gave, if we were to put each and every um, coach in each school, a trained coach that is, um, I think the level of player development and the, the layer of awareness of what a player needs to be to get into the level of professional, I think would improve uh, drastically in a very short period of time. I think... There is one way which I think if we were to prioritize having at a national level, being deliberate, um, saying as a country, this is where we want to get in the next coming five, ten years, and we prioritize coaching at that level, we'll go extremely far. Because I think some of this, some of these flaws that we have with the players that we currently have are mainly because the players that we have are not coached, uh, they were not properly developed, they were not properly trained with basic things, uh, not even things around the technical and tactical things, but issues around awareness, issues around proper communication, um, issues around um, management for finance and all those things. If we have coaches that are properly trained and start doing these things at, at an early age, uh, I'm telling you, uh, there would be a lot of progress that we would do in this country. Um, most countries that, are, that are, are mentioned being successful, the likes of Belgium, Japan even, you look at Japan and what they've done in the last 22 decades, you would see that some of these things that we're saying, um, if we implement them in our schools, I think we'll go very far with, 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 with player development and player uh, grooming. Thank you, uh, Chair. Thank you very much, Martin. I think that was more of a comment than a question. 
with that, it allows me the opportunity. We four minutes in. Uh, where you'd send a voice, a voice note, but uh, I'm not able to play it. Uh, so I, I, I was hoping that you'd be back as a speaker and then so that you can give me your parting shots and we, we are able to close the space. So I'm going to give everybody a chance to give them to give us their parting shots so that we'll be able to close the space at 10 o'clock as agreed. And uh, with that said, I would like to start with Uta James, your parting shots with regards to this. Uh, thank you, Likoko. I think it's very important for us as a football-loving people to try and collaborate uh, in, in different ways. It takes the whole community to build a child. And for us to make sure that we reach another level in terms of football expectations, we, we need to go in that direction. And uh, I'm glad we have coaches like Coach Sia and also Umatume to be in contact because, trust me, if we start collaborating, a lot of ideas can come out and a lot of talent can be unearthed. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, that was very brief. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but my, Matome, your parting shot? Well, um, I'd like to actually um, thank Chris Nobra Martin on the emphasis of uh, um, the importance of having coaches the importance of having coaches at schools. It, it, it resolves two problems, unemployment and also proper development of our young players. The issue of transformation in football, trying to see our uh, female counterparts as, as, as our equals uh, is very important. Transformational, uh, but this financial literacy for our professional players. I think it's also important, maybe we try to attend to it from... Uh, amateur level so that when these boys get uh, appointed or signed by uh, professional teams they have at least uh, some knowledge in terms of financial management thanks all right thank you very much uh i'm gonna try and add you again uh coach sia i'd like to acknowledge you i see you uh if you can give me a hundred yana to holla back i'd appreciate it so we see you, my leader. I'm, I've tried to re-add Usis Simpiwa as, as, as a speaker again so that she's able to give us her parting shots. In the meantime, I'm going to ask Pro, uh, Masi Vala, let's show up your parting shots, my brother. Uh, thank you so much uh, to everybody who contributed. Thank you so much, Khrotman uh, Lam, Pramatome, Pra James. Uh, I'm sure, Pra James, you can see which you no know, football fans don't bite. They just want to have a conversation. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you run away from us thinking we bite. But no, we just want to have a conversation. Uh, you, you can also uh, send a message to your colleagues as well. You say, I know, they don't bite. Uh, thank you so much, uh, brother man. Uh, hopefully, we will continue this conversation because uh, Clear Africa Championship deserves uh, to be respected and it deserves a platform as well. I'm sure you'll agree with me, brother Matom. Uh, is, we, we shouldn't wait for Friday for, for, for Abu Tato and Oprah James to talk about the Eclair Africa Championship. It should be an every week thing, every day thing. And hopefully this platform, uh, uh, it, it, it will open a lot of doors and it will break barriers. I'm sure, Pramatomi, we are going to speak to some of uh, 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 other teams as well to say, come, let's have a conversation with football fans about the league. Let's, let's educate them uh, so that they understand what is happening in the Eclair Africa Championship. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Uh, um, may God bless you. As Mobile, uh, I know Guti uh, next week Tuesday um, we are bringing the business side. So hopefully 
he glared Africa Championship community will, will listen. Uh, brother man, Quentin Jetso uh, will talk. Uh, we need Marius Beck United on this basis. Thank you. All right. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody, everybody for jumping in. Uh, I'd like to thank Coach Simpiwe for giving us valuable insight. Uh, thank you, thank you very much. We would really like to have you in future on some of our spaces. Uh, Tamatome, thank you very much for being honest and for being transparent with football supporters because uh, I think uh, the Glad Africa Championship is, is, is one platform that, that's the link between pro and grassroots so it's very important and it's very important that football fans get in touch with that and they familiarize themselves and not just see it as a distant cousin of the PSL and only pay attention to it when we're playing in the league but James uh and now I can say you are because the space is done you're a soilos legend uh, <laughs> so I, I I would like to I would like to thank you very much for giving us uh, your insight and and being honest and and transparent and I know some of the views might have been limited because of the kind of work that you do but i would like to appreciate the honesty that you've pulled through i'm i'm gutted the only reason i'm gutted with the space i thoroughly enjoyed it but i'm gutted because udidi could not join us i was really really looking forward to her being part of posting the space with me and, and and being with us so i'm looking forward to hosting you guys gentlemen next time and madam lady I'm looking forward to having you next time into our space. And I'd like to thank you for availing yourself. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, to everybody else, enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh, I think it's bedtime. You may go cuddle. You may make yourself a cup of coffee. And yeah, uh, the space, tavern space, uh, we on. And please, guys, don't forget the footy Twitter outreach there where there's a donation drive that's happening with we are collecting non-perishables, we're collecting sanitary pads, we're collecting uh, clothes, old pre-loved clothes, and we'll be donating them on the 18th and on the 9th of August, 9th, 18th of July and 9th of August to the, the selected charities across the country. So please, please, please support. Please, 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 if you can, donate, donate non-perishables and sanitary pads are the most primary needed items. Thank you, everybody. Uh, have a great evening and God bless. Thank you, Atem. No, Prasia, Mashabota, I enjoy the messages that I've They right. say they enjoyed everything. Bafuni round two. <laughs> uh, definitely, there will be round two. Uh, Sia Mashaba will, will host you. All right. Cheers, everyone. Sure. Have a great evening. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.